You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we go totally tubular with the prairie dogs. But first, J.B., how are you and the family? Uh, so we have just finished up. Have, have your kids been invited to parties yet? Have you entered that stage yet where you are invited to another kid's birthday party? No, no, we have not had that privilege. So a little young. That's okay. It's okay. It's actually nice. I, I remember the days before having to <laughs> go to them. Um, not not that there was anything wrong with this, but the 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 biggest factor is presents and explaining to my kids like, hey, these presents are not for you. Like none <laughs> of these presents are going to be for you. I'm sorry. You mean I'm freely giving away this cool thing to somebody else? Yes. They don't quite they don't quite get it. It's not quite a piece of it. And then there's the whole like the kid opens up a ton of presents and then your child is there wanting to play with their toys and it just gets awkward and you're trying to rip the toy out and then give it to the original kid and it's just a mess. Well, one thing that's happened recently uh is my daughter has really, really gotten into Toy Story. Like, obsessed with Toy Story, which is funny because my son was deathly afraid of Buzz Lightyear for many years. Like, would walk on the other side of the aisle to get away from Buzz Lightyear. What? Yeah. What? Crazy. He never wanted to watch the movies, and he was like, the, the toys in the store, he was afraid of Buzz Lightyear. Oh, wow. Now, my daughter's complete opposite, and she is obsessed. She calls it Woody film. Like, she wants to watch Woody. It's not Buzz Lightyear, it's not Toy Story, it's Woody. Yeah. So, of course, we go to this kid's birthday party last weekend, and of course, what does he get for his birthday? A Woody doll. Oh, a Woody doll. And a Buzz Lightyear. He gets both of them. So, I showed up a little bit late, I had a phone call that I was on, and so I showed up about 30 minutes late to the party. I show up, and she's walking around with both of them, just like <laughs> holding them so tight. She, she would not let them go the entire time. And we're both looking at each other and it's like this, the inevitable question is how are we going to leave without taking Woody and Buzz with us? But she, the entire night is just playing with him. And luckily the kid had other toys and stuff to play with, but my daughter's just like the entire night playing with Woody and Buzz, Woody and Buzz, Woody and Buzz, and specifically holding onto Woody like it's her life. So we finally leave, there's tears, everything like that. And I don't think we even had left their house. I think it was still during dinner. We were just like, we have to get one. We have to get a, a Woody. There's just no other option in our life right now. So we're like getting on, trying to find the one. What's the cheapest one? Get one. And of course it's delayed and it's delayed getting here and it's not showing up on time until finally it arrives. And she's just been like every single day, all day, at any point, she could be playing with another toy, and then she'd go, where's Woody? Where's Woody? And she goes, try to find the hat, try to find whatever, but she's been in heaven since getting Aww. the Woody. But it's the, the sweetest thing ever. Oh, it is sweet. The problem, we were tempting fate. We only bought a Woody toy. We did not Ooh. buy a Buzz Lightyear. So the moment that Ooh. comes in, my daughter pulls it out, 
my son goes, where's Buzz? Buzz. In that very sad, like, Mm -hmm. where is Buzz? Oh, no. And then we had to talk him off a ledge. Now we've been, now we are actively looking for a good deal on a Buzz Lightyear (laughs) to compensate for the fact that my daughter got that. And we didn't end up with a Buzz Lightyear. There is a popular thing to do. Those people who like road trip to Disney is they will um, get a Buzz and a Woody and like like zip tie their hands together to make it look like Buzz is pulling Woody up and they'll attach it to the bumper of their car. That will destroy it, won't it? Well, I don't know. Maybe, but maybe. I, I doubt it. I've seen Science. it where like where people are like pulling into Disney and they've got it with a Buzz and a Woody toy and then they make it they recreate the scene That's from the funny. movie to make it look like they're tagging along to their trip. That's fun. Yeah, you can't have Woody without Buzz. And now we are very well aware of that. <laughs> that yeah. we should yeah. have probably bought both, but they're expensive. They're not. They're they not are. cheap for good ones. We see. We didn't buy the good ones. We just bought like the plastic form molded ones that look really decent, but are cheap. We probably would have been fine doing that. And I don't even think we bought them. I'm pretty sure my mom got them. That sounds a. That, that sounds like an anti. Yeah, that was a Grammy buy. Um, and uh, they're they're at Disney right now, actually. Oh, they're they are. At, yeah, they're camping at Fort Wilderness. Your stomping um, grounds. I know. They. Um, I don't think they made the move though. I haven't seen them, so they're probably in some tote back in Indiana somewhere. Hopefully, they'll come down eventually. We just have we just have a stack of totes, uh, and we can't remember what's in them. Uh, <laughs> are these in the I living room a, or are they in the back? No. Like, I, in, in- I, They're in the garage. I have a spreadsheet. Don't worry. We (laughs) pretend like we don't know, but let's be honest. I have a spreadsheet. Color-coded. You're trying to be modest. You're trying to be modest. modest. You're trying to uh, connect with our audience. Yeah, exactly. But but Buzz and Woody are somewhere in those, and so far nobody's asked for them. Nobody's realized. So That's okay. You know what else we didn't realize? We didn't realize that we were going to be breaking into a new year on this podcast 1998 started preparing for this and i was like wait this is 1998 oh we're we're into a brand new year and we get to go through all of the many crazy things that happened eddie do you remember what we were doing in 1998 what grade would we have been in we would have been in later elementary yep i want to say this is going to be fifth grade fifth or sixth grade yeah this is stafford Mm-hmm. reading the giver no that was later on never mind that was that was later on that was in that was in junior high we with mrs burke yeah that we read it yeah uh fifth grade i remember a lot i was just telling the story of 1998 because somebody we were at the uh, at a, a men's group uh the other night and they were asking me about u.s sports and they were like, can we watch a football game, like an American football game with you sometime? Because we have no idea what the rules are. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, I used to be a fan. Um, and so, but then they were asking me about baseball. And I was like, I hate baseball. Baseball to <laughs> me is like watching. I'd rather watch paint dry, honestly. And so I told the story. This was 1998. I tried out for the baseball team. 
This is my only time ever attempting to play baseball. But everybody else in our class was pretty much going out for the team. Yep. I thought, you know me, FOMO, I got to be a part of this. So I step up to bat. And it was an upperclassman. I can't remember who was pitching at the tryouts. And, and I put tryouts because it's like, you're going to make the team unless you're like really, really bad. Yeah. Okay. And so I step up to bat and boom, I get struck right in the <laughs> arm of the baseball bat. And it hurt so bad. And I thought to myself, no. No. I, why, why would I? No, this is not worth this. I was just doing this to be with people. If this is what's going to result from it. And that was the last time I ever played baseball. Never returned ever since. That's a sad story. I'm sad for you, Eddie. No, it's a good story. It's a it's a it's a sore it's a story of self discovery, right? You discover <laughs> things that you don't like, so you yeah. can discover all the things that you do like. This is great. I love See? this. 1998. 1998. I also remember going to Disney World in 1998 for the 25th anniversary of Walt Disney World, which wow. they're celebrating their 50th now. And I remember going and they made the castle look like a giant birthday cake. Ooh, I think I've seen photos of that. I've seen. Yeah, photos if of you've that. if you've never seen photos of this, it's definitely worth um, Googling and seeing. And uh, yes, the, the birthday cake castle. I remember that in 1998. What about you? What are distinct memories of 1998? I remember first time ever writing a story. Like, do you remember Mrs. Stafford had us actually write our yes. own stories? Do you remember what you wrote yours about? Uh, mine was a mystery. It was a thriller. Mm. Mm. There was high school students. They were investigating something. There was no, there was only twists and turns. There was no like deeper meaning. And I don't really know that I landed the ending at all. Mm. But that was one thing I remember uh, from that. I also remember that's when I started uh, crushing on uh, my first crush, Emily Billman. Oh, so that was a big. It was a big year, and then she immediately left our school after that year. So I don't yeah. know if I was a part of pushing her out of the school or not, but that was a big deal. Was my my fifth grade crush? My story. I'm pretty sure Alfonso Corian stole <laughs> gravity. Wait, uh-huh. Did you, tell, did you I, do gravity? I pretty much wrote gravity. Less, you know, <laughs> it was it was better, but it was pretty much gravity. It was the same uh, gravity, but better. It was a disaster happened on the Russian space station, the Mir space station, because at the time there was no ISS. Um, so I wrote a space disaster adventure. This is great. Little on brand. This is this is this is exactly on on brand for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never change, Eddie. Never change. I I told you it was a year of self discovery for me. It was like becoming who you were going to. Baseball be. sucks. I'm gonna stick with being a space nerd. Mm-hmm. So Eddie, tell us a little bit about politics in the nineteen in 1998. <laughs> what a year. Um, I kind of remember all this going on, but I definitely think my parents sheltered me from a lot of this Yes, because I don't have super distinct memory. I just remember everybody talking about it and being like, why are they all talking about this? All what's going on? Of course, we're talking about the Monica Lewinsky scandal, the Bill Clinton impeachment. Yep. 
Um, I definitely remember the impeachment side yes. of things more than the scandal. Everybody was talking about it. I remember being confused that, wait a minute, they impeached him, but he's still in office. Right. So then when it happened again with Trump. It's like, oh, yeah. I knew. Oh, I remember this from when I was in fifth grade. I remember all of yeah. this. Yeah. You can impeach without being in re- removed, right? So it was, uh, yeah, I, I do. Re- it was a um, probably the first time I remember the full like 24-hour news cycle monster. Like there's just kind of distinct moments in my life where I can remember going, whoa, this is too much. And that was probably one of the first ones where we're going, oh, wow, this is just all we're talking about, all we're talking about, which was which is quite a lot. Uh, little known fact, I don't know if you know this, but the chairman of the committee who submitted the articles of impeachment was our congressman from Indiana. No way. Didn't yeah, I'm blinking on his name right now. I met him and he was a sleazy guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So uh, also, uh, 1998, um, you saw a lot of things going on in Northern Ireland with the troubles, the IRA bombings going on in Northern Ireland, um, which just, I'd say a few years later, seven years later, you and I would go and visit yeah. Northern Ireland about seven they years They got their after stuff together. This. They got their stuff together. They did. When I remember like us going, it was shortly after getting all that going. There was like a ton of security and stuff. And I just I re- had remembered it from the news and then going and the missionary we were working with was like, don't talk about the troubles. Just just don't talk about it. And being a kind of a news nerd as well. You, got, you talked like, about it. <laughs> well, I was like doing my best. Like I sat on my hands at dinner. <laughs> That's a great, I I love that. I love that. That's the perfect day for any time you have to do something that you don't want to do and you're dying. The Just sit on my on hands. Your, yep. Just sit on my hands. And I sit down at dinner with the family I was staying with and they're like, so what have you heard about the troubles? <laughs> what have you heard about the IRA day bombings? One. And I'm like, oh, I thought I wasn't supposed to talk about this. They're like, oh, we're fine with it. Uh, yes. And then um, the Kosovo war started. I do um, remember some of this. The last European war, um, hopefully, um, will still be the last European war and that we see nothing else. I quit sports in 1998, so I hand this back over to you. Well, thank you. I'm ready. I'm ready to receive this responsibility. So sports, 1998. Broncos win the Super Bowl. This is, I believe, uh, John Elway's first Super Bowl that he won. Uh, this is the Bulls uh, won the NBA championship. This is Michael Jordan's last championship before he retires, then comes mm. back. Uh, the Yankees won the World Series. Uh, we also had uh, the World Cup in France this year, which I think was a big deal. I couldn't find any articles on it, but I believe it was a big deal that the, the United States making it and making yep. it decently far to the quarterfinals or something. Um, was a big moment. I remember hearing. A lot I remember about watching. Mm-hmm. I want to say that was like one of the first World Cups I ever watched. Yeah, I remember that being a big deal. How far the United States made it, or that they made it. It had been a long time since we had made any noise whatsoever. Um, so that was a huge deal. Uh, also, the Nagano Winter Olympics, same year. Forgot that in the, Japan. Yeah, I forgot that the Winter Olympics and the um, World Cup 
are the same are usually the same year, which we're going to be experiencing this year, although very delayed for the uh, um, World Cup this year because of it being yeah. in um, Qatar. In Qatar. Yeah, it's not happening until November. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you don't want to be outside in July. In the desert. So let's move them. And then it caused all kinds of problems, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, also, Mark McGuire breaks the home run record for the first time. This I totally remember uh, people rushing home to watch games mm-hmm. for the Cardinals uh, as he's trying to break the record for the first time and then is ostracized because he was using PEDs the whole time. So ending on a, on a fun note. Yeah, I remember because my family, of course, all from St. Louis. Yep. A lot of my extended family are big Cardinals fans. That was big. That was a big run. Uh, speaking of big, we have probably one of the biggest movies of all time. Comes out and wins the Oscar. Of course, we're talking about Titanic. I did not see Titanic in 1998 because there is nudity. It won, right? It got like nominated and won like 10 or 11. It was maybe 10 awards, I want to say, 10 or 11. It was a yep. lot. Speaking of great movies, Armageddon also came out. This also year. part of your personal brand of disaster I, films. Well, it's two, double. I know I dissed on him last episode, but J.J. Abrams wrote Armageddon. Most oh. people don't know that. And it's an end of the world disaster movie. So it like double dips, dips on people that I, I really love. Another great thing, my first R-rated movie to see in the theaters came out. Saving Private Ryan. Wow. I remember going with my dad and my grandpa and the three of us sat there and watched the movie. And uh, it was the, probably the first time I ever saw either of them cry. Wow. It was a very, very distinct, vivid memory in, in my life. I feel like a lot of people have that story of seeing this with a father or a grandpa, um, anybody who had had some sort of service before because this was the most realistic mm-hmm. opening scene of any film um like war war like they they tried to make it as much like war as possible uh and i i need to double check this but i'm pretty sure one of my great uncles so some of my grandpa's brothers fought on the beaches of normandy wow. so it's particularly a lot for them the number one song is by Brandy and Monica, The Boy Is Mine. I don't know if I know that song. And I'll have to listen to it. I'll have to go back and listen to it. Um, And then we also had uh, Britney Spears released her debut album, Baby One More Time. Talking about less significant things than what we were talking about earlier. I, of course, I definitely remember Britney Spears coming on and just ushering in a new era of pop, right? Because then comes in sync and backstreet boys and all of that fun stuff but um concluding a pretty epic run uh we have the final episode of seinfeld airs in 1998 do you like seinfeld (sighs) little sometimes in doses we tried to go through a phase of actually watching it together me and my wife but i think she was out pretty quickly and overall you don't love them. <laughs> you don't love the characters that much. And when you don't love the characters that much, it's hard to stick with them. Yeah, it's, they're it's such definitely particular people. It's harder to come back at because it is it's 
it's famously the show about nothing. So it's kind of got a disconjointed storyline, but um, I had some friends who were really big Seinfeld fans and we would watch episodes together. And what they did is they were like, we're not going to go in any order or anything. We're just going to like go through and we're going to watch some of our favorite uh, okay. episodes with you. And that really helped me. It was like, oh, wow. So I like started with, you know, what they thought was their best. And then probably a couple of years ago, I thought it was like when it hit one of the new uh, streaming service again or something, I went back through and was like, what are the top 15 Seinfeld episodes? And yeah. I watched them. Um, and then, of course, I've picked up other ones here and there, and it's always reruns and whatnot. I enjoy it. It's not one of my favorites, but I really enjoy it. So in the world of random stuff that also happened in 1988 that we don't have a, shall we say, category for. So this is the built 1988. It's the build up, the calm before or the, the build up for Y2K. The dot com bubble. Dot com bubble. The biggest one being pets.com. One of the biggest ones. Pets.com is founded this year. Also, Google is founded the same time. So this is all Wait, kind hold of. Hold on. What was the biggest one? The biggest bubble or? Pets.com was one of the bigger mainstream ones to flop. Like oh, to, gotcha. to go, go yeah. broke, to burst. Uh, it, yeah. it, it, it was like the one when you think about Y2K and, and the bubble bursting, it's like, well, like pets.com didn't work. You're right. Right. So pets.com, Google found it at the same time. Uh, Google worked. They did pretty good for themselves. They, they, did, they did okay. They did all right. They did, it, all right. they did all right. I wanted to use Google for uh, the Word doc to use as our uh, order of show here, uh, here for this thing. But Eddie is afraid of Google, so we use. Uh, I'm all in on Google now. My organization all uses Google. I had to. I had to you succumb. Have changed. I Eddie. had. I had I'm to. So. I fought it. I fought it hard. You sent them all the articles, all I of did. the conspiracy series. I did. I did. I did. And they're like, and I that's got, fine. I got the whole like, you're the new guy. Stop trying to change everything. I'm don't like, don't okay. change everything. Yep. Okay. But never change, Eddie. Uh, Microsoft <laughs> is the biggest company in the world at this time. Cool. Uh, definitely remember this. The first iMac is released. My dad called Dude. me. I, I, I remember this too. Um, I remember like your dad showing me a picture of it or something. Cause it was the color one, right? It was yep. the, yes. Color and the orb. It was amazing. It completely revolutionized it, computers. Well, and I re like, I remember talking about that with you and your dad and it being like, oh, like computers are cool, mm -hmm. you know? And not just that you can do cool stuff with them, but like being into computers and technology is cool. And they can look cool too. Yeah. And I think this is why, like I always tell people, you know, I've been a fan of Mac, like before it was cool to be a fan of Mac. Yeah. 1998 was not a cool year. No. To be a Mac boy, Mac fan, fanboy. But we, but we are Mac fanboys because of your dad. Like, oh, 100%. 100% credit goes to him. I remember he had the um the personal computer, the Mac. Oh, I don't I don't need Apple Oh, the Newton. um Apple Newton. 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 Yes. I remember the first time I think we were in 3rd grade or uh like we were designing like a class t-shirt 
And he whipped that out and was just kind of like throwing some designs down <laughs> on that. Amazing. And I'm like, what is this? I have to see this piece of sorcery that you are using right the now. The early iPad. The early but iPad. way worse. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the iMac coming out. That's really big. And they've kind of hopped back to that with the iMac now being in the colored lines. No, that was a big moment. I was at a friend's house and he called to let it me know that he had bought one and that we were going to get one for our house. It was amazing. Do you remember when you bought your first iMac? Oh, yeah. I brought it right over to your house. We sat out in the driveway. Because we wanted to, we were testing Wi-Fi. We, we thought Wi-Fi was just so cool. So we sat out on the driveway. And I remember my parents pulling up being like, what, what are you nerds on? doing? Probably not even the weirdest thing we've done, most likely. <laughs> no. So a couple more things that happened. Uh, 1998, uh, the euro is created at this time, one world currency. Uh, the, <laughs> one world currency. <laughs> one world currency just for the European. Yeah. Uh, I remember there's a lot of that, like, oh, this is going to be a one world currency. We're going to see the end times, all that. All the, that. Um, I, I distinctly remember somebody going, the Amero is next. The oh, Amero no. is next. Just, just <laughs> hard pass, hard pass. Uh, Furbies also released yes! at this time. I was waiting for these things to pop up. And finally, Sonny Bono died in a skiing accident. So Cher was released from uh, from her partnership and was able to go on to do all kinds of amazing things that I know nothing about. So I love that you uh, rearranged with the negative. Got to end last. on that. You got to end and, on that. I, and I rearranged with the more... Uh, never mind. You got you got to have a dramatic uh, ending to it. You did. Like, did have dramatic. Furbies aren't dramatic. They're not really. The Chinese spying on millions of American oh households to record information about us. You can send me your links after this. We, I don't know that we're <laughs> going to make these into the footnotes of this, I, this episode. I love reading conspiracy theories. I believe 0.5% of them, right? But I find them absolutely hysterical and fun to listen to. But the Fur the Furby one is great. That it was a espionage tool of the Chinese government to spy on millions of Americans. That one's hilarious. Speaking of which, have you heard of the conspiracy? Birds aren't real. <laughs> no. Eddie. Why just just go with me here? I see. Hundreds, if not thousands, of birds on a daily basis now. I, li I literally live in a bird paradise. Why else do birds land on electrical wires? Because they're recharging. They're robots recharging. <laughs> <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. It's amazing, right? <laughs> Just go Google. Birds aren't no. real. It'll send you down a really amazing place. It's it's amazing. It's 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 the best conspiracy that's out there. Oh, there's the birdsaren'treal.com. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole movement of. Okay, of Wiki people. Wikipedia says it's a satirical conspiracy. It's not satirical. Theory. It's real. Oh my goodness. So there you go. That's what you, that's what you got to do after this is done. Is just go down the rabbit hole of birds aren't real because it's amazing. I'll do that right after I watch all the flat Earth conspiracy stuff that's that's another there you go fun one to watch speaking of fun things to watch yeah we just watched something fun fun is a word for it we're gonna get into other words for it as well 
Because today we are talking about the 1998 classic film that I heard the name of it, forgot what it was, but then saw the movie poster and immediately knew what it was. And what we're talking about is Meet the Deedles. Cue the Disney sound effect. No, but seriously, that poster artwork is iconic to that time and this film. I don't understand the poster artwork for this. You don't, Eddie, you don't need to understand it. You just need to take it in. But they never wear wigs like that in the movie. They are, their soul is in the water, even when they're physically in Yosemite, in Yellowstone. The tagline is amazing, though. To protect and surf. That's gold. Mm. That should have been the IMDb description, but it's not. (laughs) What what is the IMDb description? Okay. So the IMDb description for Meet the Deedles is this. Two surfers end up as Yellowstone Park Rangers and have to stop a former ranger who is out for revenge. That actually does tell you exactly what you need to know. Trying to think of how else they could have made that better. But you know what? I was making fun of it, but it actually is pretty good. We've had way worse IMDb descriptions like last week. That was was way worse. So, Eddie, did you actually watch this when it came, like in during the time it came out? Yes. I think I teased this story at the end of last week's episode. I distinctly remember taking my report card to Kroger's and turn and showing that I had like a, because uh, if you you could rent a movie if you had an A on your p- report card. So VHS DVD is what when you saw it. I want to say VHS. Okay. Um, and rented this, and um, yeah, so I distinctly remember renting this. So excited to see it. Thought it was going to be like super cool and fun, and like my whole family hated it. <laughs> But because I was the one who picked it out, like you had to I, love it. I had to love it. I had to love it. So I don't know how much of it was me actually loving and enjoying or it or just it. like forcing, forcing it, it. That being said, though, I did. De- I distinctly remember like, OK, this is not a classic. This is not one of the greater uh, movies to come out of the decade. By no means. So I was kind of gearing up for today, like, um, you know, is this going to be a flubber, a Mr. Magoo? Like, here we go. And I was pleasantly surprised. Now, the bars, the bars real low. The bars super low, like in the dirt low. But there was a couple of moments where I found myself uh, maybe pulled into the story a little bit or laughing at some of the humor and whatnot. Still not the greatest movie or storyline ever conceived, but there's worse. There's definitely worse. It tries to be worse, but it does, but it, it it holds up. Maybe it's just the magnetic power of Paul Walker that you just yes. love him. You just okay, like him. Okay, okay. Let's just jump right there. Cause this is the thought I had the whole way through this. Is he is really good. And that, like, he is an idiot kind of goofball, you know, surfer dude, and he plays that. But you also, like, he puts a lot of heart behind it. And, like, there's these moments where you're, I should be annoyed, but I'm not. Yes. 
Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, like when he the whole gummy worm thing. The yes. worms. Are, yes, you read my mind. That's exactly the scene I was thinking of. There's no way this is gonna work, but dang it, isn't he endearing? He so is. endearing. He's just trying as much as he can. No, Paul Walker is a big reason why this film is watchable. Sure. And why and why you I, I didn't well, one, I was watching it on my TV instead of on my laptop. If I'm on my laptop, I'm much more willing to 30 second, 30 second, 30 second, move forward. And this, I just kind of sat and watched it. Yeah. It was kind of in the background. I was doing some other things. Uh, it is not a take serious movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I did not, I did not hate it. So I'm still trying to figure out why, other yeah. than him, why I did not hate the film. Cause, um, it kind of works. Like it's got the silly jokes, like the whole circus animals appearing and like, you've got Yogi and Dumbo and like all that, like, and they're purposeful. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and then the lion keeping, uh, Mo and Mel up in the tree, which yep. let's just say like, they have, they got Anna Gasteyer in this movie. She's on yep. SNL during this time. Right. Mm hmm. And then yep. Megan Cavana, which she's had a couple of really great comedic credits to her name. Like, yeah, she was in she was in Friends as the uh, the animal control that would came get and got uh, Marcel, the uh, the monkey from in in Friends. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, this is odd that they're they're in this, and it's a kind of a clever storyline. They've got enough kind of cool little moments kind of scattered in there where you're like, okay, so here's. Here's what I was kind of thinking about with this movie. Is it re- and, and and then I'm going to it all ties back together. So hold in here with me for a second. It reminded Holding on. Hold on. It reminded me a little bit of like a a Disney Channel movie, an original Disney oh, yes. Channel movie, right? Where it's just like I know this isn't good, like this isn't but it's also it's not bad, and so I can't I I can't help but watch it, right? And so that's kind of the like the frame and everything. And then when I sat down and I'm just kind of doing my digging and everything for tonight, we uh, I realized that this was directed by his name is Stephen Boyum, and he will go on to direct several Disney original Disney Channel movies. Oh, okay. Kind of the because the Disney original Disney Channel movies really take off in the early 2000s. And he's a part of that with Johnny Tsunami, Motocross, and all of those. Um, so I don't know, that that was kind of the best description that I could put on it, is it just kind of felt like one of those good original Disney Channel movies. It's definitely turn your brain off. Sure. Completely turn your brain off. They connect everything l- lightly enough to be like, oh, this foreshadows this. Uh, like that, Like you said, the bears, the bears in the woods. Uh, but overall it's a lot of dumb humor. Like every time he calls it Jellystone instead of Yellowstone, uh, especially when, uh, they, they think they see Smokey in the woods and it's like, legend has it. Smokey's just a cartoon. (laughs) The gummy worm scene, like we kind of talked about, uh, jumping the Canyon with no breaks. And then they go back the other direction. Like that was so much fun. Let's go back. Just no idea. The, the really the one of the best the best features of the entire thing is the luau co- cooler. Yes, that's on wheels that also carries their luggage or whatever. Yeah, a little mini tiki torches. It also the second carries that their popped luggage. open at the airport, I'm like, yes, yes, I want this. I want this so bad. 
And then they they host an epic luau at their campsite. Mm-hmm. Did you um, did you do any digging and see who the uh, the band was at the luau? No. The band at the luau that was actually a cameo of the former members of Oingo Boingo. Do you know the band Oingo Boingo? No. That's Danny Elfman's band. Oh, that's so is Danny Elfman in that final scene? No, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman was in a band called Oingo Boingo through most of the 80s. And then in the early 90s, he cut off and started becoming a film composer. And so the band broke up. But all the other members appear at the end of this. Interesting. That was a little interesting tidbit. Being ahead of its time, Casey Neistat would love this movie because we see the the invention of the electric skateboard. Yes, yes, that that whole luge sequence of them going down that that felt real. Like some of those shots, I was like, "This looks like you're actually here." Like letting them kind of coast down 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 the mountain. You know why it felt like it was real? Because it because it was no because we have all of the other CGI sequences that are so <laughs> obviously <laughs> fake. <laughs> It's so bad. When flying out of the car is the first one, right? Where they hit the rock and the three of them fly out. The car. But then the 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 climax of them like floating on top of the geyser. Or my favorite. Surf and rescue. Yes. Surf and rescue. That's (laughs) some of the worst attempts at CGI where they're like, and it actually was so bad. I was like, how did they make this? Did they actually go film them? You and, and I then, could do better CGI with iMovie. It was so oh, bad. Oh, it was so when bad. When they're doing waves down the middle of a creek, of a creek, like of a river or whatever. Yeah. Well, and then that's, I mean, you've got the whole, at the ending with them at the, like the wave pool in the middle of Montana or Wyoming. It's like. Yeah. Where are those waves? At? Yeah, Seriously. sure. Sure. That just all happened and is natural on its own. You know, another real thing or thing I'm questioning about, was it real? Those prairie dogs looked really <laughs> real. And there were so many of them yeah. everywhere. That Those are real prairie dogs yeah. that they use. They train them to do stuff. Like, that felt so real. I remember um, watching this. And then a few months later, we actually did our big family trip to Yellowstone. And I remember like looking for the prairie dogs because of because of this movie, because of this movie. The antics, the antics with the prairie dogs are fun. It's funny. The whole premise of they using the prairie dogs to drill underneath old faithful. And as people are like, wait a minute, why did you guys like this movie? Because the premise of this is right. And there's like a liquid something or another they shoot on stuff to make them go somewhere out like it's so and the whole idea that he's stealing old faithful through old pipes and stuff like that so he can make his own national park or his own theme park is just special slater land or whatever slater land it's called slater stone slater Slater stone i think that's maybe that's why so i've got my soft spots for movies that i know were bad but you know, disaster into the world, set in space. There's not too many set in national parks. And you're right. And I am a big national park fan. Just big national park. If you're seeing this on video, I literally have the, the crest of the national park service on my office wall. That you bow down to every morning. 
that's that's not here. That makes it sound awful. No, and I have posters of my favorite parks and stuff. So maybe, maybe that's why it's kind of a little endearing. Like Pawnee, like your posters of Pawnee. I do. I have a picture. I have a poster of Pawnee National Park. Uh, I think, uh, did you catch the opening sequence? I just want to, I just, I, I, we can't go without uh, the school police having its own jet ski out on the water. Wonder how much that cost the public school system of Hawaii. And could it have been better spent elsewhere? And they, they had to be trained to use the jet ski. Yeah. And that actor, it sounded like, what's the guy's name? Like Hayden Thomason Church or whatever. Hayden Christian Church. Yeah. You know what I'm talking Hayden about? Hayden Church Christian. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like him for a second, but he only has like one little line and, and I couldn't see any. Thomas Hayden Church. It is him. I don't know if it's him, oh, okay. but. That's who it sounded like. I can't remember much of this film from when I was younger. When they go pick him up from the airport, pick them up from the airport. And then you find out the camp is just gone. Broken <laughs> camp, broken spirit. That was amazing that he did. They, they, they pick him up and there's like, there's no camp. And then they go out into the woods and then they somehow end up at Yellowstone. And they're like, Oh, guess these are our, well, <laughs> our people. Well, and even the, um, when they're sitting in, in his dad's office and he's like, I just had a thought. I remember an old buddy of mine, blah, 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 blah. And then he just, happens to have a brochure in his suit <laughs> happens to have the brochure I'm like somehow i have a feeling you didn't just happen to think about this but. yeah which mc ganey the guy who plays major Fla- major flower is his actual name in the in it he was a big part of the 90s and the 2000s of uh, always playing that either bad guy or the yeah. lovable large uh good guy uh in a lot of in a lot of films so what do we are we going to rate this? This is, this is, I've, I honestly have no idea what I'm going to rate this. I'm just all, all, all fruit snacks on the table here. I've struggled with this because it's like, it's not good, but it's not bad. And I go back to our question of like, will I ever watch it again? Will you watch this on purpose or would you turn it off if it came, if it came through? I would leave it on. If it was, if someone else turned it on for me, I would not change the channel. I would be like, okay. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I don't think I would turn it on. I don't think I would deliberately be like, let's have a movie night and let it be meet the Beatles. But if I watch, definitely not. If it just happened to be on or somebody else turned it on and be like, yep, I'll sit and watch it. That being said, I'm still probably going, uh, Roots Neck and a Half because it's under no circumstances am I going out of my way to watch it. Yeah. It's more of a, it's on, where's the remote? It's too far away. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a stop. Like if I'm searching for other things, I'm not going to stop to watch this. So that's why I give it fruit snack and a half. I would agree with that. I, w- I will echo fruit snack and a half. And I still need to go through and actually like pull all of the ratings that we gave all the films <laughs> at, at some point. I think what we need to do is divide and conquer. You do like one through 25. I'll do 26 to the end. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Any, any final words on this or have we given, given it justice? I think we've given it more than justice. I, I don't know if this movie has gotten this much love in a long time. Yeah. I don't know that anybody else, you're not getting this anywhere else. No. A thorough investigation into meet, meet the, the deals. deals. 
I do want to say you got to think this comes out in um, a very unique time of like Ted, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Wayne's World, Dumb and Dumber. Like all of these movies are like hitting and striking. Well, and this is a dumb humor. And this is a Disney attempt to piggyback on that for sure. I can see that. A little bit more family friendly. That. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. No one's getting high here. No. They're just naturally high. Right. They're making mocktails at their luau bar in the airport. That's it. That's it for this episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. We've got um, a great film. I was going to say, next week. you're going to want to tune in next week as we get down to business. Down to business. To defeat the Huns. I love this soundtrack. To review Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are doing Mulan next week. Uh, you can see all the movies that we still have left to go. There's a lot. There's, a, there's what, seven years left? Seven years of, of stuff left to go? Mm-hmm. Or eight. Eight if you count. Like, so 98 through 2005 is what we have left uh, in our march from 1989 to 2005. All the movies from our childhood. Uh, you can see all all of the movies that we still have to go, as well as watch previous episodes uh, at honeywemade.com slash movies. You can see all the movies there. And please, wherever you listen to podcasts, go on and rate uh, the film, rate the podcast, uh, leave us some comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.